At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio over here on Patreon. We are finally doing the superstitions episode. We're going to talk about the weird things that we do and the weird things that you guys do in the name of sports. Because sports fandom is weird. I'm your host, Michael Castillo, joined along with my co-host, Alicia Daratola. Alicia, how weird are, are sports fans? I mean, it's short for fanatic for a reason, right? Absolutely. Sports fans are super weird. I am a sports fan. I am super weird. There are so many different things that I do as a rational human being that I can't help but also get caught up in my weird superstitions and routines and things that I insist on doing when it comes to getting ready for a game or like mentally preparing for things that rationally I know have no impact on the outcome of anything. And yet I'm still beholden to these things that I have to do. And it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like it's pretty psycho. There's no getting around it. Well, we, we know that you're psycho, but we're just going to learn exactly how in this episode. Um, I, I think the, the question for me is, what's the difference between a routine and a superstition? Because I think things can be a routine that are not necessarily superstitions. Or, or maybe they start as routines and become superstitions because the team loses and you didn't do your routine. Then suddenly you're like, oh shoot, I didn't do my routine, whatever the hell it was. Maybe that is the, the all-knowing juju that the team needed right and then you end up going back to the well uh, and then the team wins again and then suddenly it becomes a superstition absolutely it's it's when your routines when you start to link them to the performance and outcome of your team like if you did something a certain way and something good happened to your team and then you did something a different way and something bad happened to your team and your brain puts that together as oh, now I need to do this thing a certain way because it will help, because then my team won't lose or, you know, you, you put it all together, then it's superstition. Uh, routines are routines, but like when you're a true sports fan, though, your routines inevitably become part of your superstitions, at least the, in my experience of sports stuff. And, and, and I find also that sports fans are constantly looking for superstitions to buy into like we abandon superstitions in order to find new ones like once the juju wears off then there's always something that's going to come down the line that's going to explain why the team did well or poorly that that sort of connects you to it. It, it like from a sports psychology perspective i've always placed it as in reality, sports fans have zero control over the over the things that make them happy. Like, uh, no, there's there's th- that is completely wrong. Have you ever seen Game Six of the 2003 National League Championship Series? I'll, I'll tell you, sports sports fans can impact games. I will tell you this for sure. Sports fans in a crowd, sure, a crowd can impact a game. 
But sports fans who aren't present, who aren't, uh, you know, tangibly connected to a team, they actually have no, very little impact, if most of the time zero impact on the outcomes that happen. Like, for instance, I'm a Liverpool fan. I watch every game in a pub in Los Angeles. How loud I cheer or how many times I call out go left or go right or anything like that. That, that First, does first not of all, in- there's, there's a tape delay. So um, <laughs> no. the, the goal has already happened. Okay, we're, we'll start this off just to prove my psychoness before we get into the USC stuff that I do. For Liverpool, for the last year and a half, I have hummed circus music every time that Liverpool takes a free kick or that an opposing team takes a free kick or a corner kick against you against Liverpool. What 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 kind of what, what is the circus music? And, and so how did how did this become a thing? This is very weird. Okay, because Liverpool was really bad at corner at defending corners for a long time. They were real they were giving up uh set piece goals constantly. And so as a joke, I started humming circus music like to point out how here comes the circus, right? And, and do and, do people look at you while you do this? Like Yeah, people- all of the other fans at my pub. And it got to a point where it was like, "Hey, I've been doing this as a joke for a while, but Liverpool haven't actually given up a goal yet while I've been doing it." And so what turned out to be like what was supposed to be like a punchline actually didn't become a punchline. And now a year and a half later, it's now a superstition. It's now a weird tick that I have where I have to do it. Like, for instance, on Saturday during the Champions League final, it was near the end of the game. And so at the end of the game, Liverpool fans sing You'll Never Walk Alone in like the final couple of minutes. So we're at the pub singing You'll Never Walk Alone. And I'm singing the song. And Tottenham get a corner or a free kick or something like that. And my brother laughed at me because he's like, so we're singing You'll Never Walk Alone. And then all of a sudden I hear you switch from, and you'll never walk. uh, Because like, I couldn't not do it. I've done it for a year and a half. And they've never given up a goal while I have been doing the circus music, they've given up goals from free kicks, from from set pieces, but not while I was doing the circus music. That is the insanity of of sports fandom, like that. But that is a prime example of how like my circus music has zero impact on Liverpool. Like the fact that Liverpool has Virgil Van Dyke means that USC is not uh, that Liverpool is not giving up corner kick goals, and yet, and yet. I had a friend ask, are you going to stop doing that now that uh, Liverpool has won the Champions League? And I was like, no, because it's like I have to do it now because like I can't I it's I'm not going to tempt the sports gods like that. So I, I just want to give the listeners at home a little insight, little inside baseball here. We talked about it before. We were going to go down the list of all of your guys's superstitions, the listeners, and then get into <laughs> the weird things that we do. Alicia just gets in here and she's like, Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> and just starts throwing out the weirdest freaking thing you could possibly have done. Well, but I figured it's because it's the Liverpool thing and not, it wasn't a USC thing. So it's sort of in its own category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start, uh, we started it out with what the people want, which is weird soccer 
bullcrap that I do. <laughs> Sigh. Let's go to the listeners, though, and we'll start after this. Let's get into the listeners. Let's go to a call from, we got from Dave. Ray Detroit Radio. What's up? This is Dave from Orange County. I, I, I like to say that I don't have uh, superstitions to say. I just have very, very particular habits that I have as far as working uh, concerns, specifically USC football. Um, definitely one that I would never wear a home jersey to an away game, nor an away jersey to a home game. Um, I have very specific uh, combinations that I have. I have many jerseys, uh, many different USC jerseys, home and away. And um, if one particular jersey, I try to spread them out over the entire season, but if one particular jersey or a hat that I have, with a number of hats as well, isn't working well for a game, if we lose a game or if we're losing a game, um, I, I definitely have been known to switch hats or switch jerseys. Like, this one is no longer good, so I am going to go ahead and bury this one and not bring this one out again. Um, I've been definitely been known to, if I'm watching a game from home, sit in a very specific space, and if we start to lose because I'm sitting at that space, I'll remember, oh, I need to go to this other space, like on the stairs to watch the game, um, to get the good luck juju, if you will. Um, yeah, so, so those are those particular things. Uh, I've got some USC shoes that I wouldn't wear anywhere except for the, to, on game day or to the Coliseum. Um, yeah, yeah. Other than that, you know, I'm completely perfect, perfectly normal human being. Um, crazy things that I've done for USC football, uh, I wouldn't say anything crazy. I mean, you know, I'm an alum, I'm an alum, so, you know, getting tickets and going places like Hawaii or, uh, or Notre Dame, who comes to the South End, which is great. You know, I, I may have flipped off Touchdown Jesus and have a picture of that with uh, my friends. You know, some might say I'm going to help with that. I'm just saying, hey, I'm rooting for my guys. Um, so, yeah, you know, USC football is part of my life, and it's been part of my life since, you know, I was a fetus. Uh, so you call them superstitious. I just call it good time. All right, everybody. For my man, uh, Top Georgia fan, fight out. First of all, the flipping off Touchdown Jesus, <laughs> super sacrilegious, man. You get, I, I talk about like invoking like higher power potential lightning being struck down on you kind of moments. That is, I could definitely. I'm I'm way too Catholic to think that I could ever get away with that. Uh, if I did that, then uh, Liverpool would get relegated. USC would go 0 and 12 every year for the rest of time like nobody wants that nobody wants nobody wants me to do that but at least dave clearly has gotten away with it at some point unless now now we need to find out dave you need to message us when did you take this picture flipping off touchdown jesus because it could explain a lot if it happened in 2009 yeah it's true like it could explain a lot, Wait, depending on the time. 2009, SC beat uh, Notre Dame. You, you, no, 2009. It was the was the end of the of the of the good times. Okay, but I I feel like it would make more sense that that the punishment would be swift. No, it could be it could be lengthy, and you know, 2009 happens. 2010, the sanctions hit. You have little teaser rallies in 2011, but then you get 2012. You get another teaser rally in 2016, but then you get 2018. Like, 
it's been slightly vaguely torturous since 2010. So, like, if it was in that time period, then I think that the, I might I might find some linkage there. Long term. Hmm. All right. You're not you're not buying it. No, not, I'm, I'm not, concerned not really. now. Honestly, Dave, I really, really need to know. Now, I need to know year. I need to know date. Hour? I need to know all of these things because I might be blaming you for a lot of things, depending. And let us know if you have the picture and then also let us know your employer and their address so we can just get <laughs> printed and ship it over there, too. Uh, no, but I want to know your thoughts, Alicia, on the jersey thing because I am all on board with the jersey thing. Wear your jersey on game day according to the game. If it's a home game, wear your Cardinal jersey. If it's a road game, wear your white. I am 100% on board with that. I don't own a white USC jersey because I don't like them. So uh, I I wear, or I used to when I, when I could wear jerseys, uh, I, I would wear them, the Cardinal one, no matter what. But if, you, if I had a white one, then I would definitely do the wear the appropriate jersey. Where I hesitate to say that that's a superstition, though, is that like if Dave, for instance had a white one that uh, got stained or something and he couldn't wear it and he wore a Cardinal jersey on an away game day, does he feel like it would bring bad juju to USC? Because I think there is a difference there. Like, I think we can all agree fashion choices have a a place in in fandom, but is that... So this goes back to the routine thing then. Yeah, yeah. Is that routine or is it actually linked to a sense that you are setting the cosmic, uh, the, 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 the cosmic, uh, alignment in, in USC's favor if you're wearing the proper jersey on game day? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think that we need, we need some sort of data behind this thing. Um, because yeah, that might be more of a routine than a superstition. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's get a call from Darlene, see what Darlene's up to. Hey, Rana Troy, Darlene calling for the Superstition episode. I don't know if I'm too late because I was having trouble trying to think of something really specific that I do. Um, one thing I've done for the past couple seasons is I always have to have the beat whoever button um, to the point where I will go and buy a new one, even though I know I have them at home if I forgot. And I will... If it's a bigger game, I will literally buy one for everyone in my family. I've usually spent over $100 on these buttons that cost like a dollar. Um, for the Alabama game uh, in Dallas, I actually took it to church with me. Um, as we can, as we all know, that didn't really help very much. Um, yeah, the Rose Bowl, I have my Beat Penn State bun. I got them all for my family for Christmas. I wore mine uh, the entire like week before. We were on the uh, family vacation. And so, yeah, that's something I'm really... Um, superstitious about especially now that i kind of realize i do it i always have to do it i'm just looking forward to everyone else's superstitions um kicking the pole everything like that another weird thing i might probably do is uh depending on what team we're playing i'll use a different usc koozie i have one koozie that has the california flag on it in the sc logo if we're playing a team from california i won't use that one i'll use my different one that's like american flag I was weird stuff like that. Anyway, it should be a fun episode. Thanks, Sam. Bye, Don. Thanks as always, Darlene. I think it's I interesting how her call completely 
contrast Dave's. So Dave put put a hex on USC potentially by flipping off touchdown Jesus. And here's Darlene going to church trying to get Jesus on <laughs> SC's side and not happening. Did they cancel out? What happened there? Are, are you saying that Darlene should have flipped off the, the, the crucifix I don't know. I, at, at I am church? Not, I am not <laughs> suggesting anything. No, no sacrilege uh, being suggested here. But no, I love like the the little okay, the, and these are the little things that like I wish there was maybe a side. Maybe we'll call them fan quirks because I think Darlene's koozie thing is absolutely a fan quirk, and that's like my favorite thing. I totally get it. It's not that it it's going to impact like the game or anything. It's just like it feels wrong to have a California koozie if you're playing Cal or or Stanford or UCLA. Like right? like I totally get like that's the logic that I would use too. That is absolutely the the the, the way that I would think of it. And I think that's I think that's very very common. Um the the I have a personal sort of side thing about the the beat whoever buttons. I had had because I've I've relinquished it. I had a superstition uh, while I was at USC because when I was when I was living on campus and adjacent to campus, it was really easy to obviously go into the bookstore. And I am all about being lazy and not having to go out of my way for anything. So that's why I've lost this superstition because it's way out of my way to go to the bookstore to get those beat whoever pins. But I used to be like fanatical about those as well, and I had to have one for every opponent and I had to um to to be wearing them or have them on my backpack or whatever depending on who USC was playing and I remember one year 2007 it, it was Stanford and I was so upset after that big upset the you know USC's a 40 point uh, 40 point favorite and that was just like the worst game ever and um USC USC has the, this big upset and I have that pin and I remember like being so mad that like I took a, a pen or something like that and like scratched out Stanford it was just like one of those like tantrum kind of moments and I remember instantly feeling like oh crap I've like I've upset the universe because I did this and then um USC lost uh who did they who else did they lose to in 2007 um Oregon, uh, Oregon. when when USC lost to Oregon, I remember writing. Um, I used to always write beat the whoever on like this little um, whiteboard that I had. And I remember writing instead of beat the ducks, I wrote roast the ducks. And I like I remember distinctly feeling like it was my fault that USC lost that game because I didn't do I changed the beat the uh parameter there uh and this was on the back of me defacing a beat the you know beat stanford button and like it like i very very clearly remember feeling guilty slash responsible for what happened that season because i didn't take the 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 beat the blank thing at like 100 like value. face value like it had to be pure and i'd upset so uh, and so like i said i don't do the beat the whoever pins anymore um but 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 i never change i never vary that phrasing anymore ever like 
I because it makes like I I don't like booing other teams either because I feel like that's some cosmic uh, stuff that that I'm gonna you know put against myself. Oh, hold but, on, I I, I want to ask you a question there. Do you, do you not like booing because you think it's it's bad juju or do you think that it's poor being as poor sport? I don't think it's being a poor sport. I am an overly empathetic person, and I always think about like how um, the other team like i wouldn't like to be booed like as i have very much like really? the do, That's the do your unto others. you wouldn't want to be booed i wouldn't want to be booed you know that they want to be booed i know that, but like i'm road uh, teams want to be booed they want to feel hated that drives them like that's a good thing if well, you're, then if isn't you're booed that, on the road then isn't that a reason to not boo <laughs> Because you're playing into their hands. But booing is fun. Booing the okay. other team is fun. Oh no, I boo. I like to boo referees. Like that's the the one that I boo straight up. Uh, or I'll boo like bad. Like if if there's like a bad play. Like like if I saw Jerry Tillery again, I'd definitely boo. Um, because dude is a jerk. But my my point is like you know the band does uh the 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 you know call where you go like beat the bulldogs or whatever. Like I'm even vaguely uncomfortable with like beat the farm. Like, <laughs> why? That's what it should be. I, I know I'm, it's always bothered me that the, there's that there's a button that says beat Stanford because when I was a kid yeah. I had a button that said beat the farm and there was a picture of a Stanford tree with like a slash through it and it said beat the farm. Right, but now I'm so invested in keeping it pure that that variance but that is worries pure, me because it's not SC's fault that Stanford has changed their name multiple times <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair you never know they, they might change it away from Cardinal at some point again so you gotta you gotta just call them the farm we'll just go with sure. it yeah uh let's go to some tweets we got from Brian Moncarch Matt Lowry John Probst, AP, and Jerry. All of them said kick the polls before the games and only after if we won. Uh, to which Al Gomez said, certainly my superstition is not kicking the poll. How this became a great USC ritual, ritual is beyond me, but whatever. How do you feel about kicking the poll? I love kicking the poll. I, I hate that I don't walk to the Coliseum anymore in that, you know, in... In an in a in a path that will allow me to kick the pole. Kicking the pole is great. the The problem is when you screw up your technique and you hit it with oh. your toe, and then you just completely ruin the rest okay. of your day. Hold on, though. What's you, you, you gotta do? You gotta do it like like you're doing a a a centering flick in soccer. So you're like with the. With your right foot, if you're doing this with your right foot, like a like a two o'clock with your right foot, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So not the side of your foot, but like the three quarter. So so what's your approach? Like you're approaching the pole or one of the poles, and you do you because because this is this is this was technique that I very I actually put thought into. You want a really good solid clank. Like, it's yes. really disappointing when you don't get a good clank. And so what I figured out was that the best clank generally that I would get was to use the outside of my foot. That's what I'm saying. The outside of, of the foot. Yeah. So as you're walking by, you then sort of like swing, but it's sort of the side of yeah. the foot 
mm-hmm. swing. But I see people do it like with the with the inside. You could do it with the inside of your foot. I've also done it at times where you go past the pole and then back heel it, which I think it might be the most uh, the, the 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 best way to guarantee you're going to get a good clank mm-hmm. is if you do the back heel. But it can be clumsy because if you go too far or you have your momentum going the wrong way, it, you can get a little bit a little bit stop stopped up. Uh, where if you're passing by and just swing out a little bit to to crash along it, then you're going to definitely make contact. It just might not be satisfying contact. Can we talk about the idiots that just slow down it, slow down around the thing and screw everything up for everybody? Yeah, no, no, no. You got it. You you're supposed to be in stride. That's part of the technique is is being yes. able to do it in stride, which is why the back heel isn't necessarily ideal because it's very hard to do it in stride. You do have to have a stutter in your step in order to do it. Yeah, and but, I am totally game with going to the one where no one is and hitting that rather than waiting twelve seconds to get my shot at this one pole. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But I, but this, I mean, clearly, I, I value the. I don't know where kicking the flagpole came from. I'm sure it was just people making noise as they were passing by. And probably people, the band. People, probably the band. Yeah, yeah. I, well, however it happened, I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great tradition. I've always been a big fan of that one. Uh, let's go to a tweet we got from our pal Kenneth Martin from the Traveler Hits Thursday Show. He says, uh, if my fellow season ticket holders uh, all, A, attend the same game in in person, B, sit with each other, and C, don't leave during the game for any uh, any number of reasons, USC will win. And then his second superstition is never wash a jersey on game day. Hmm. Okay, the wash a jersey on game day thing... I why why would you do that plan a, plan ahead the night before it's just too stressful to wash a jersey on game day I that would, t- would be, yeah say. that would mean that would be my thing unless like I forgot and in the morning I was racing to do it but then I'd be stressing hardcore so yeah I I, I it's probably good advice is probably good advice more than more than anything the the season to I mean the the idea that being with the right people will make sure that USC wins is classic superstition. I love it. You and I had our own little one going for a little bit with uh Trinice, right? What was the what was our our mix of people? If you and I are in the stands together, SC always wins. And you know what happened? You know that's like that, a, that's a three and O streak. That's actually Super funny. Long, long streak. Because I was with Trinice at the start of that game of the of the Alabama game at 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 and T, and SC was, was was winning when they were winning, and then I had to go to my seat because I had a different seat than her, and so I had to go up and climb the mountain that is that stadium, and by the time I got to my seat, then things unraveled for USC. So that th- there's definitely something going on there. But Kenny's group of friends, what it sounds to me like. Just based on learning this about, you know, about Kenny and his friends, it sounds like they dropped the ball in 2018, didn't they, Michael? Like, what were you guys doing? This seems to me to be a case of causation versus correlation in in the sense of if you're leaving your seats, maybe it's a bad game and you're going, you're leaving early. And I I, I know our pal Kenny, I know he's left, left games early. If you're leaving a game early, 
Uh, potentially it's because SC is put in a really bad performance. So obviously they're not going to win that game. Yeah, but what if you're like, what if what if it's going to the bathroom? Why would you ever go to the bathroom at a sporting event? I'm sometimes anti- you, pu- you got to go. Anti-public bathroom, I'm telling you. Actually, that happens. The, 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 that is another of my random superstitions. When you're watching a game with other people and someone goes to the bathroom and then like there's a goal or there's a touchdown or whatever. And then as soon as they come back in the room, you go like, oh, no, 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 you got to leave. <laughs> you got to leave now. Uh you know, or or when the person goes to the bathroom and then something bad happens and then they come back and you're just like, you can never leave ever again. Right. That's, yeah. that's something I very much buy into as well. 100%. Let's take a quick break and get to some more superstitions you guys have right after this. Uh, let's get a call from Josh in Buckeye Country. Hey, Michael. Hey, Alicia. This is uh, Josh again from Buckeye Country. To call about, you know, things that we do, you know, uh, in relation superstitions in the Trojans. For me, in my household, with my family, whatever the team we are playing, nobody, I mean nobody, can wear the colors of the rival. It doesn't matter who they are. And God forbid, if they do and we lose, all hell will break loose. You can ask my wife. She will vouch for this. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for the call, Josh. This comes in tandem with a tweet we got from Erica Watson Curry, who says, Mine used to be not wearing black on game days, but that didn't work at all last season, so I'm trying a new lucky black USC cap next season. Hashtag C on game day. And Tanya says, I have my lucky bra. Don't judge. So let's talk about clothing, since Josh brings it up. Uh, about the colors stuff. I know you are a stickler for the color superstition because... Very much so. I I am very much a reverse jinx person on this. So, but I'll, I'll make the case for it after after you make yours, which Josh has already made. Right. Well, I mean, so so here's some... For, for me personally, uh, because you and I work the games, uh, I am on the field as a photographer... I can't wear USC gear Um, like I normally if I was watching a game at home, I'd wear a USC jersey or whatever. Uh, But when I'm working the games, I can't wear USC gear. So what do I do? I wear something red or some shade of red. I cannot wear a like I have uh, shirts that I wear to practice that are blue or green or, you know, something else. But I, for game days, have of the only shirts that I will wear for game days are red. And, like, I'll make an, a slight exception with, like, a gray or a black or something like that, but it's gotta be red. And, 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 like, I, uh, y- you wear, you know, random blue crap out to, to, to games, and I just sort of look at you going, like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Well, let me get into it. So, I feel like, A, I, I don't want to wear Cardinal to a game. Um, or don't, obviously, wouldn't wear SC stuff in the press box. But I also don't want to wear Cardinal to a game because I don't want to tempt the gods. And I think that wearing Cardinal to an SC game in the press box is flying a little too close to the sun. How is that? How, what, what, in what way is that going to tempt the gods, though? It's it just seems like bad mo a bad mojo and B it just it just seems a little 
a, a little what's what's the word a, a little on the hackish nose? a little hackish hackish yeah like you calling me hackish don't wear cardinal uh if you if you've got a a you know media credential unless it's a shirt that says reign of troy on it that's the <laughs> difference so be, because of this i try to do the opposite because if i do the opposite things will always pan out uh yeah george costanza style here so you're you're trying to cancel me out is what i'm hearing i'm basically pandering to the college football gods and the college football media gods so if sc is playing a team that wears blue i'll wear a blue shirt <laughs> because i think i look even super objective at that point <laughs> i can't possibly be biased if i'm wearing a blue shirt here's my question for you game planning for the coming season i have a shirt that is cardinal or as close as fan-sided could make it that says Reign of Troy Radio Department on it. It's a great shirt. Am I allowed to wear that to a, a football game? It's I don't a Cardinal see wh- shirt. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Okay. It's a work shirt. There, there you go. I, I might not do it because it's it's got sleeves and I'm mostly just trying to avoid getting farmer's tan when I'm out in the sun. But... But no, it's worse. Okay, I do want to cover them. Uh, I do want to cover uh, Erica's tweet because this is what I was talking about. Where like, as sports fans, we have superstitions, and when they break, we seek out other superstitions. Because like, so Erica used to never wear black on game days, and it didn't help her in 2018. It didn't help USC in 2018. So now she's trying to reverse engineer it by wearing a black USC cap. In 2019. And guess what? If USC has a good season, it's going to validate that superstition. And 100%. from here on out, she's going to have to wear that black USC cap from here to the end of, 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 of eternity or until USC has another bad season, at which point you then retire that cap and find something new. That is classic sports fan. And I freaking love it. I do this with jerseys. Um, with jerseys, like I will wear the same jersey uh, until bad things happen to USC and then I'll change to a different jersey because like you got to get the mojo away. So the switching out of superstitions and the, the, you know, putting on new hats, not literally in this case, but like figuratively new hats in order to find new superstitions is, is like prime example of how like it's the chicken and egg superstition uh, debate as far as sports fans and superstitions go, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's all causation versus correlation. But we what we read causation into everything as a sports fan. Like, that's the, that's the whole point. If Pessy turns around, it'll be because of Erica's cap. 100%. 100%. And she will have every right to claim it. Every right to claim it because she made the conscious decision to make a change to her, to, to her routine or to her, you know, standard. So on Tanya's tweet, this one I find really interesting because like I've never had a lucky anything, a lucky piece of clothing or anything like that. I've had routines that I've had to follow uh, to keep the universe right, but I've never actually had like a lucky thing. But I totally have like game day underwear and game day bra and game day socks. And it's like I have to be wearing my Sunday best or my Saturday best, wh- whatever you want to call it, on game day. So the night before, I'll lay out all my things and I'll go through and like, I'll get the 
socks that are red that are in the best shape that are like new and you know soft and, Who and has good. red socks i have socks that have red toes and red heels that's because my because my socks are all color coded because my socks are <laughs> i'm very particular that's very weird about okay. my socks but <laughs> you know this. Uh, and then and then, yeah, like I have to wear like the whatever newest pair of underwear I have that like the the best shape, uh, the most comfortable. And, and the same with like the bra, like I have to wear like my most comfortable bra that's like new and not like old and ragged or anything like that. Like it's, it's your Saturday best, your game day best. Like it's important to be all very put together on game day. Yeah, I, I I get that. I, I think you want to you want to feel like it's the big event, right? Because yeah. it is for a college football fan. Absolutely, game day is uh, is the big event, and we all have routines, uh, which leads us to DJ Fido's tweet. I have to have hot, fresh kettle corn in all home games. I like this because I've had ticks where I've got to get something. Um, so when I was a King season ticket holder, I used to sit right next to the aisle, uh, um, and then you would walk out and there was a concession stand literally right there. It was brilliant seats because of that. And I would always get the, um, bottomless soda. I had to get a bottomless soda at every game. If the Kings lost, I wouldn't get another one at the next game. <laughs> so like that, that's again, that's the... I think I do that with clothing where I'll have to change, change up what I wore if there's a loss. But I like that, that like the food routine. I think it's weird that you use the word clothing instead of clothes. Is it weird? Yes. Clothing is easier to say. Clothes clothing, is it like seems a, very hoity-toity to me. Clothes. I do is that a, with my clothes rather than I do that with clothes, my clothing. But it's, like, very, it's, it's very hoity-toity. To, to pronounce clothes properly it's a weird no it's not clothes no because what you're saying is clothes like clothes but the that's door. what people say clothes no people right. don't say clothes but that's clothes clothing is an <laughs> clothing clothing actually is easier to pronounce in in it correctly no it's, so maybe it is hoity-toity if you're listening to this send us your tweet right now are you team clothes or team clothing clothes or clothing no no are you Pe team clothing or team clothes yeah clothes that's what i said <laughs> anyways either um, either way either way that sounds good like that sounds like a good tradition to have the hot, hot fresh kettle corn it's a huge bag uh leland mcmillan says in the glory days under pete starting in 2003 my buddy and i never watched opening kickoff and always wore FUCLA shirts to games and at home watching on TV. Th this one would this one would stress me out if one of my routines or superstitions was to not watch opening kickoff. I want to know what it means. Does it mean that you're not in the stands yet, or does or do it you mean like not turn on the TV? Does it mean you turn away, like you just turn yeah. your, your your face away? I don't know what it means. Yeah. I could do the thing where I turn away, but like I couldn't do the thing where it's like I can't turn on the TV because then I would think like, well, I could miss opening kickoff and the first like it it for instance, uh, who are we, we? I feel like we were just having this conversation with the THT guys of um, watching games with other people who like to flip between games. It's super stressful. 
when you're watching a USC game, my dad does this. When we're watching a USC game and it goes to commercial and my dad will flip over to see what's going on in the other games. Like, I'm fine with the flip over, but not being in control of the remote when it happens stresses me the hell out. Because when I do it, I do the quick flip between each play to make sure I get back in time mm-hmm. to that USC, that the USC game is back on. And but like you, my dad... You flip, you flip back and... There's Stephen Carr running down the sideline. Yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? How, 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 how'd this happen? How'd that happen? Yeah, my dad will do the thing where he'll like flip over to the other game and then sort of like in his brain like time it like, oh, we've got a couple minutes. But like those couple minutes, I'm sitting there just like stressing and like fidgeting and like, are we going to, you know, are you going to flip back? Are you going to flip back? Like it stresses me the hell out. So like, th- I feel like this is the equivalent. Why don't you be the, the remote cap? I do. I do. Now, every time I watch my da- games with my dad recently, like I'll take the remote and say, I'll, I'll do it. There you go. There you go. It's a baller move. Uh, let's go to Reggie Allen. who says USC's success is inversely related to the success of Liverpool. Oh, wait. <laughs> This one, in case people didn't know, was that quite literally the success of Liverpool was inversely related to the success of USC. The worse USC did, the better Liverpool did. When Liverpool would have slip ups, USC would would do well. This has been totally broken this week, though. I wanted to talk about this, though. I'm, I'm glad we got to a tweet about this because we talked about this on the main show that Liver, Liverpool winning the Champions League, which is the inferior European tournament, by the way. <laughs> uh, winning the Champions League, does that mean, well, this happening with USC winning the transfer portal, does that, co- like, do those things coincide at the same time mean that the inversion is over? Or is this just mean that my superstition, not superstition, but uh, thing happens and has more power, which I think is the actual case here because... I've always said Chelsea and SC, their success is linked. When Chelsea's good, SC is good. Chelsea won uh, the Prem in, in 04 and 05. SC was really good in 04 and 05. They, they won the, the 2004 Rose Bowl. They won the 2005 Orange Bowl leading into those seasons. So that worked. Uh, in, in 2006, when SC went on their streak, at one point, those last three months of the year, SC was was undefeated on that nine-game winning streak. Narbonne hadn't allowed a point in like three weeks or something like that. And Chelsea was on like a, a 10-game unbeaten streak. So, you're, Chelsea, so you're saying... Chelsea won the, the Europa League and SC got all those transfers. So I think that it was just my kinship between Chelsea and, and SC that was trumping everything else. So your your superstition was overpowering my superstition. It's not a superstition. It's just a, a, a thing. Well, it's correlation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Morales says, I have to listen to Tusk on the way to the game. I like it. I like I I don't have one of these, but I would welcome having having one of these where like I had to have like a a, a song that I had to listen to. Uh, I, like maybe I should engineer something like this for myself. So I, I want to use this to, to bring up my Cubs playlist. I have a Cubs playlist that I have put together for a long time. I, I, I've had it since 2007 is the earliest I can remember having it uh, back on iTunes on my first laptop I ever had. On that Cubs playlist, the first song is Go Cubs Go. The second song is Boys of Summer by Don Henley. If I listen to that song, Boys of Summer, during the day, 
before the Cubs game is over, they will not win. This is a 100% proven fact, and I cannot play that playlist until the Cubs win a game. Hmm. So it's kind of the the opposite of Mike's thing, which which leads us into James B. Winter, who says, do not play Conquest unless we're winning uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. But here's the problem. You got to play Conquest at the end of every score. You got to play it in pregame. Yeah, yeah. So that one's tough. Yeah. Helen Sanchez says, save my smack talking for after the game and never make bets. Because every time I ever talk smack to a friend from a rival school or make a bet, we lose. I am with Helen 1000% on this. I am bad at banter because, again, it's like the booing thing. I like I feel like it's just asking the universe to crap on me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll happen sometimes. All right, Alicia, let's go to an email we got from John John in South Africa. In the marching band during my time, we had a routine for not shaving on game day, both men and women. It was superstition that if we did it, i.e. not shave, we would secure the win. Just like kicking the pole during the fan walk to the Coliseum, John John in South Africa. He also sent us a link to someone else talking about this on a USC forum. And it was interesting because in this in this link that he sent us, sent us, someone shaved when SC played Oregon State in 2006, and that that's why SC lost. Uh, it sounds to me like that person who shaved was the original Bob Connolly, and I'm going to blame them for all eternity for ruining my year when USC lost to Oregon State. Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? There it is. I think it's I think it's fascinating, uh, not shaving on game day. It's kind of like a no-shave game day instead of no-shave November and no-shave game day. I, I think it fits the bill of what I'm looking for in a superstition. Uh, kind of pointless, but also very important. <laughs> That's the, the crux of every superstition. It, it basically comes down to like, in any other context, this is ridiculous and crazy, but if it works, it works. The interesting thing, though, I think it goes against the idea of dressing up for game day and making game day like, you know, your, like your Saturday best, your Saturday best kind of thing. Because for me, that means, OK, you're going to going to wear your best clothes and you're going to shave. Yeah. And, and this kind of goes against that. And I, I kind of respect it for that. Right. Well, and but isn't it also like. In hockey and I feel like baseball too, that they do the whole like no shave uh, playoffs. What is there a name for that? Yeah, it's called so, not shaving during the playoffs. Okay, oh, yeah. So this is no, no, no. You know, clever no shave November kind of alliteration or anything like that going on. Fine, uh, but it's the same kind of deal. We're like, it's when you're more focused on winning the game than on personal grooming. Is that what like it's supposed to represent? Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense, yeah. And I, I particularly like this for the band, because I think as fans, the idea of Saturday best or Sunday best, whatever it is, works as a fan. But if you are a player, right, you do the no shave during playoffs because you're so focused on winning that you don't take care of your of your gr- personal grooming. And if you're in the band, like, you are, you're not a civilian. Like, you are, you're in this sort of other faction and so then you do have to treat it more like a player would where you got to be serious about your bandness yeah i i get it i respect it for that I, so now leads me to another question what if you had to give up something on game day what would be the 
sacrifice you'd be willing to give up? Oh, like the thing that I wouldn't do? Yeah, like if it's a one day Lent. Oh. Huh. Is this an effect? Like, because there's a lot of things I would give up if it guaranteed <laughs> if it guaranteed wins. <laughs> would Would you not drink coffee? Oh, no. Oh. You know what? I could do not drinking coffee, but I couldn't do not having caffeine because like I can do the no coffee thing so long as I can then substitute with some other form of of caffeination. If you're asking me if you're saying that I have to give up caffeine for for my superstition for game day, it's not happening. You could you give up carbs for game day? Oh, but then what? But that but tailgating. Mm hmm. I was going to say, like, I mean, I give a guaranteed winning. Sure, I could give up alcohol because I've essentially done that in order to work. So, like, that would work. But, like, I'd rather give up the alcohol than the carbs because (laughs) food, food matters a lot to me. All right. Like giving up carbs would be on the level of like giving up meat. Yeah, I could, I, I couldn't do either. You're then one taking of those. away one of the fundamental experiences of like tailgating. Like I think meat yeah. is more fundamental than even alcohol during a tailgate. For sure, I couldn't give up either one of those unless I was on a no carb or no meat diet. Anyways, yeah, then it would be a different story. But I couldn't do it in the name of football. For sure. No, no, not happening. Uh, Howard says, I used to wear the same clothes, washed, of course, between games, but I stopped because it was too consuming, OCD-like. Got ridiculous. I go to the game now and enjoy without blaming a superstition. Howard's way smarter than all of us. So Howard Howard is the enlightened sports fan, uh, the one who is who is broken free of the shackles of superstition. I am not. I have not reached enlightenment as a, as a sports fan, but... Uh, yeah, the same clothes thing is definitely something that I that I am 1,000% in with. Uh, BammyRick226 says, Begin every game listening to Slipknot Surfacing with a cold double IPA cracked open in hand and do not sit until SC scores. Do not sit until SC scores. I like it. It reminds me of it. what Arizona does at the McHale Center, which is they don't sit down until uh, U of A scores a bucket. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the one thing I don't love about Bammy Rick's tweet there is the IPA. You can get out of here with that crap. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the tradition, I'll call that one a tradition. Not sitting until until USC scores. I'm trying to think, like, what's the, I wonder what the longest that they've had to stay standing. I don't know. I see it hasn't been shut out since 1997, so... It's usually a safe bet you'll sit down at some point. But let's go to a tweet from Paul Suchman who says, I cannot make predictions on social media and my, I'm assuming his wife, Julie Suchman, cannot wear her beloved Matt Leinert jersey on game day. No. Maybe it's it's the opposite of wearing your Sunday best. Like, it's it's too good. Like, like you, maybe it's one of those situations you don't want to crack open the, the $800 wine. Maybe see. I think it it might probably it probably is a situation that happened like with me and a Liverpool jersey that I had, where every time I wore this jersey, uh, Liverpool would lose. Like it was the worst season that that Liverpool has had while I was watching them. I had this jersey, and basically at, at when the season ended, like we had like an exorcism with the jersey, where it was like I retired it. I was never gonna wear it again. 
and I actually ended up giving it to my brother, um, and he revived the jersey. Uh, Trojan Boy 5 says, I, I love this one, by the way. I'll play the game on NCAA 14 the night before. Uh, he was also asked on Twitter if he ever loses, and he says, last year I replayed the Texas versus USC game about five or six times before I won. So that when, that way when the embarrassment happened uh, on game day, I wasn't so upset. It kind of worked as a, well, I was already expecting this kind of moment. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so wonderful. That is I'm totally something I would do. What we need now is for Trojan Boy 05 to update us. Stream these things on Twitch. Stream these things on Twitch or give us a heads up like, hey, guys, it took me like six or seven times to beat Fresno State last night. You know, strap in. It's going to get mm-hmm. rough. Yeah, that, that's a sign. In Dallas, there's this there's this weatherman. When he puts on his jacket, that's how you oh, sorry. When he takes off his jacket, that's how, that's you, how know you know. It's going down. And like it's a big deal when he takes off his jacket. If Trojan Boy has to restart, whew, we, we, you, you got to give things, us a heads up here, buddy. Thing, things are going down there. Let's go to Isley Panoil. I hope I'm getting that right. Who says winter USC hat with pom pom, USC Hawaiian shirt. And don't talk to me during games. I want to know more about the don't talk to me during games thing. I, I like, I, I'm, it's got to be like a, like I just like I'm I'm just so jacked up like I, just, I just <laughs> you, I, you don't I, you don't I, want to talk to me like yeah maybe I've been I like that I've been like some of my family understands that like sometimes it's just best not to even engage me because I get too into it what I'm interested in is the visual of a Hawaiian shirt and a pom pom hat <laughs> like I love it. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Hawaiian shirt thing, I want to jump down to Foley's who says I have a big game shirt. It's a 2004 National Championship t-shirt that I must wear for the absolute biggest games of the season, like one to three games max, and only the biggest games of the year. I never wear it for anything else, not even on non-game days or lesser bowl games. This reminds me of Pete Arbogast and Paul McDonald busting out the Hawaiian shirts. So they would wear like Hawaiian shirts underneath their regular shirts of whatever they were going to wear that day during the radio broadcast. And then if things got hairy, if SC, you know, was down by 18 at halftime in Tempe, the Hawaiian shirts were coming out. I didn't know this. I didn't know this tradition, yeah. but like, again, it was it, the thing. Go- there was, uh, Pete also had a card that w- that had like uh, uh, rules of thumb for football. And at one point he would always, well, what does the rule of thumb say? And then when things would go really bad... He actually threw it out once, and I turned like I was looking on the radio, and I turned, and I could see it like fluttering out of the press box. <laughs> Fun times, but that's like it's almost like a Sunday best kind of thing. Like you, you have your the the shirt that like puts a pep in your step because it's a big game shirt. Yeah, uh, Trojan Williams says I scream, rip his legs off on the first kickoff return every game, sixty percent of the time. It's worked every time. And Howard Paco Duran says scream loud as possible. Kick their effing ass. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I <laughs> Thankfully, I've never seen someone's ra- legs actually be ripped off at a game. So I think Trojan Williams is uh, coming at us a little bit there with, with some, some hyperbole. Yeah, I, this reminds me of something my dad does. And, and, and not that he says, you know, something necessarily crude or anything. 
more so that he says the same things every single time. Yeah. When, whenever it's third down, he'll look at me, uh, tight end over the middle, tight end over the middle. And like, it's like, dude, you said that last third down and the third down before. Also, for the last few years, it's been a very not good prediction. <laughs> uh, let's go to K-Bird, who says, apparently I can't attend away games because every one I go to, we lose. Oh, that sucks, especially because away games are just like, it's a trip where you've invested in the trip. Is, is this a bad time to mention that we, literally before we started recording this podcast, we just did all of our airfare for the for the upcoming season? Southwest had a sale, so we just yeah, went through and we were getting it in before it ended. And, and we, were, we were buying all of our airfare. Um, we have talked about it before that rot trips usually mean USC losses. Uh, yeah. Utah was a loss. Uh, Texas was a loss last year. Alabama um, was a loss. Alabama was a loss. The Cotton Bowl was a loss. Notre Dame in 2015 was a loss. These things tend to be losses year in and year out at this point. Um, which is probably bad news for the Washington game because we're going to Seattle. And BYU. And BYU. <laughs> we're going to Provo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Colorado. So. And Colorado. The struggle is real. Whew. Bad things are coming. I, I did want to mention the uh, away game thing. So from September, ni- September 29th, 2001 until... December 5th, 2009, I did not go to a USC game in which USC lost at home. 45 straight games at home I went to at the Coliseum and SC1. That's because you missed... That's because I missed the 2007 Stanford game because I stayed home to watch the 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 Cubs get swept by the D-backs <laughs> in the NLDS. So I'm one. like, hey, it's Stanford. Of course they're going to win. They um, were 40-point favorites. I know. I know. I know. Sorry, it's 44, 44 straight games at, at home I went to. Uh, I just realized I missed one. Uh, all right. Counter one that I didn't actually go to. And then the other one uh, that I missed was in December of 2009, the Stanford loss, um, because I was at my grandpa's funeral. I actually but- lost that one, too. That that was a, a good reason to miss a game. Well, not a good, a valid I, reason to miss. Valid. I, I'm valid, just going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a valid reason, not a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, DRC who says no outside distractions. I agree with that. You got to have a game in which you're, you're, you've cleared the, um, the mechanism. Uh, and Max says my USC swim sweat top from 1981 it still fits i like it especially yeah. especially anything that you can keep around and have fit that long big deal there so here's the controversial one nate flowers says i have to wear my oj simpson jersey i stand up the whole game only sitting down during commercials and the channel never gets changed all right how do we feel about wearing an oj jersey to a game i am uh, I'm okay with it, so long as it doesn't say Simpson on the back. Okay, so I'm more prone to being okay with it if it doesn't say Simpson on the back, if it's just the 32. Yeah. But they all say Simpson on the back. Yeah. And they all, like, it's cringy. It is absolutely cringy, man. So I just, last week I recorded a, or I guess earlier this week, I recorded a Throwback Thursday talking about the 1967 
national title team, which OJ Simpson was a part of. And I had a whole big discussion, right, about how you got to separate the art from the artist kind of situation. So that's why it the, the 32 jersey is like if you're wearing it because of the football player, I'm perfectly fine with it. It's more the jersey foul of having the Simpson on the back that would that would make me upset. That's fair. Like I don't think Essie needs to be ashamed of OJ because the things that OJ was, you know, alleged of doing happened decades after the fact. Uh, at the same point, I think it's I think wearing an OJ jersey to a game says, "Look at me." It's a huge "Look at me" um, sticker on your back, and I'm a person who is very anti that. I am very anti wearing a jersey that's not of the team's playing because I think of the, I think the same thing. If SC is playing Stanford, don't show up in a UCLA jersey. Hmm. Uh, when we were at the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State, there was there was uh, like a family walking around in Michigan stuff. Like you guys are douches. What are you doing? See, I I don't I don't have a problem with that. No, it, it's it's completely look at me. That look at me, and I'm thumbing my nose right back at you. Look at me. But no, to me that says more about you than it does about anything else. But that's what you are trying to call, you are trying to say something about yourself if, if you're doing that. Like you're trying to point out that you're a UCLA fan. So some people do want the look at me. Don't do it. If you if you go, <laughs> if you go to a UCLA game as an SC fan, don't be that guy that has to wear don't all your SC stuff. Don't go to a UCLA stuff. game. <laughs> Just go neutral. Go like think of all the SC stuff that you want to say or whatever, but don't like don't get jumped. Don't don't put yourself in a position to have a beer thrown on you. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, let's, fair. Let's go to a one from Jesus Gonzalez who says, "In the history of my entire life." I have never DVR to win. Losses 100% of the time. Therefore, if I can't watch a game, I don't record it. Thank God for replays. That's how I felt with not going to home games. Uh, if I missed a home game, I always felt like SC was going to lose it. So, the, like, the absence, it's like negative space. Like, it's the, the absence of you doing the thing that you needed to do. Yeah, where I think the reality is you remember all those games more so. So, if right. you lose them, you definitely remember that you recorded it. Yeah. Dushan, I hope I'm getting that right, says, I wear corresponding jerseys for home and away games. If we win, I wear the same one the next time. If we lose, I switch to a different home or away. I also have hat and shoe combos for each. I'm weird, I know. No, that's not weird. That's right on point. Absolutely on point. Absolutely on point. And I particularly am am on board with the, if you win, you wear the same things that you wore the last time. If you lose, change it up. Yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's Jeopardy you gotta have and Family that. Feud. If, if you win, you come back. Yes. Uh, let's wrap this up in the listener segment with a one from Dave uh, Petteruto, who says, I had several superstitions, and I used them all last season. That just proved that they weren't the reason SC would win games. <laughs> and this gets to the crux of the matter. <laughs> we, we, we try to give ourselves a sense of control, when in reality... We have no control. No, not at all. Uh, but let's get to some more superstitions that we have up next. All right, Alicia, we've gone through the list of all the things that people, other people do 
I still have some stuff that I do that was not mentioned. I'm sure you do too. So let's get to these things. What what superstition do you have that no one has mentioned yet? I actually think I I actually think all of mine have been mentioned because all of mine are those routiney kind of things that are just uh, like the OCD of being a sports fan. The 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 socks and the underwear and the bra and the jersey and the jeans and the shoes and oh I, that that's the one thing I didn't mention. I tie my shoes more deliberately before I leave for a football game. Like, like I sit there and I make, like, again, it's, everything has to be perfect. So I make sure the laces are perfectly straight and the, the, like the, 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 you know, everything is, is tight and firm and, and, and good to go. Um, same with like tying my hair up. Like I won't. Are you one of those people who tie your shoes every day? Yes, I am one of those people who tie my shoes every day. I go weeks without tying my shoes. Yeah, I think that's weird that you do. Like that's I I can't I can't do the slip out and slip in kind of thing. But it's the same thing for like my hair. Like when I I'm throwing my hair up into a ponytail or into a bun constantly, but like on game day, I will I won't leave until it's until it's like that perfect sense of secureness on the back of my head. Like, cause it's almost like you're like, you're getting ready for battle. So you gotta be like, it's, everything's gotta be perfect. It'd be perfect in every aspect of the game. Exactly. All right. Let's get to my weird list of superstitions then. Some of these I've told you about and you've thought they were just utterly insane. So let's get to some of them. Uh, first of all, I've missed several weddings. Um, I don't think that going to a game, this is more in the line of crazy things we've done for sports. Right. I've missed several weddings. Um, it's actually funny. I've, I've missed SC home games for weddings on my mom's side. But on my dad's side, we always just miss the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how that works. Um, but yeah, I've missed several weddings. One of the weddings was on the um, the SC-UCLA game of 2005. Me, my dad, and my uncle, who's a UCLA fan, went to the game. Uh, he didn't sit with us. He sat in the, sat in the UCLA section. And we all went down to, drove separately and everything, down to the um, reception, which was in Orange County. And lo and behold, he got there an hour early. I don't know why. <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder, wonder why. why. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the Cubs playlist thing. Uh, let's get into jersey numbers. So I am the type of person I need to use... If I have to use some numbers for anything, I'm going to use numbers that correspond to sports. Oh, this is my favorite thing about you, Michael. I know where you're going with this. This is wonderful. That's going to be a new drop, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, I, when I heat something in the microwave, I use numbers that correspond to jerseys. So I have a tortilla that I want to heat in the microwave. Well, it's going to go in for um, 14 seconds for Justin Williams. That's a Justin Williams tortilla. <laughs> it's a Justin Williams tortilla. I have a, um, I'm he- he- putting chicken nuggets in the microwave that needs to go in for two and a half minutes. It's going to go in for 238 for Carlos Zambrano. 238. So 38 and 22 were the numbers that I always used for 30. And they perfectly combined to 60 22 for mark Pryor, 38 for carlos zambrano so if something needed to be heated for 
whatever it was, uh, for, for three minutes and, and 30 seconds, then it would always be 322 or 338 that I would put it in there for, for Zambrano or prior. I cannot do this at my current apartment because the new uh, microwave they have, if you press three, it automatically just immediately starts for three minutes. <laughs> There's no like, you know, hit time and then... It's too many it buttons. In. You're pressing too many buttons at that there point. There you go. They're ruining your uh, your weird sports uh, quirk. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. So, yeah, Cubs numbers I always uh, we, would use for things. Back in the day, like, if I needed to heat, like, a, a, a dinner roll, it would be 12 seconds for Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> or it would be 11 seconds for Matt Liner. Like, that's what it would always be. I like it. Yeah. Uh, during the King's reverse sweep of the Sharks, I played the song Staying Alive every single day over and over and over again. Like, it was literally the only song that I would play on Spotify. I probably played it a good 100, 200 times during that week that that the Kings came back from a, from a 3-0 deficit in the series to win in Game 7. Mm-hmm. Like I'd listen to the song like for four hours straight on repeat. I have I have a spot. Of, see that no, but that that's some psycho stuff right there. Like that's like that that's that's some serial killer tendencies. For the record, do, do we do we want to get into your phone habits? We can get into your phone habits well, later. Come for, on. For, first things first. I have a Spotify playlist for Liverpool, and I only listen to that playlist. Uh, after Liverpool wins and while when I'm on my way home from a Liverpool game and on that Spotify playlist I had uh Queens we are the champions and I would never listen to it because it made me nervous like I'd skip it every time it came out came up on the playlist because it was like I can't do it while it's not true I haven't listened to that playlist yet since Liverpool won the Champions League because I took an Uber home after uh, after the, the game, so I wasn't controlling the Spotify. So I was just thinking about how, like, I don't have to skip it the next time that we are the oh, champions. Can, can we talk about skipping songs? I burned a song. You burned a song? Yeah, Black Magic Woman. I cannot listen to Black Magic Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad associations. Yeah, so what had happened was um, I used to always take my radio games um, back before when they used to be synced, and then they had live sports radio, which is the greatest thing ever, and then they got rid of that, and I'm sad. But I would take the radio of the games, and I'd listen to, to Peter Arbogast. But um, I had this this radio that had AM and FM and it even had TV stations. So sometimes I'd hop over and I'd listen to, to Keith Jackson or <laughs> Brent Musburger, which was always fun, even though it'd be on like, you know, seven second delay or whatever. But, um, in the 2006 Rose bowl, I did not want to listen to the uh, trophy presentation. And we were in like row 75 or something of the Rose the Rose Bowl. So it took forever to go down to leave because at, at the Rose Bowl for a salad, it takes forever. Like that's the last place you want to be in case of a fire is at the Rose Bowl because you're never getting out of there. You're just going to burn 
And so it, it took like a solid 20 minutes to get out of the Rose Bowl. So we're just standing in the aisle, barely even moving, step by step by step, during the trophy presentation. I didn't want to hear it. I move over to KLOS, and Black Magic Woman was the song playing. I can now, now cannot listen to Black Magic Woman. Yeah, song associations song associations are real. I, I don't think I have any sports song associations, though. I, I can tell you what songs I although, listened to on the way home that day. Although, although uh, one that I, uh, the, like, one that I, like, we talked about playing Tusk before the game. There's a Liverpool fan. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode in the first place was because there was uh, talk among the Liverpool fandom about random the random things that they do, and one of the guys uh, has to play Shares Believe before every game. Yeah, that one. Um, uh, for just just for um, for fair use, is a song that I think that has a lot of vocal range, and, and I think it's enjoyable <laughs> because of that. So he fell into it because he had listened to it. He'd done it like in karaoke the night before some big Liverpool game. And then it just sort of became a thing. Like then he realized that like it just so happened that he'd listened to it like after uh, before like a couple of big Liverpool games and then Liverpool won those games. So then he just started associating where now he has to listen to it. And so he's like pulling it up on his phone before the game while they're standing in the stands and all that. I don't have anything like that, though. Like. I'm trying to think of if if there is anything in particular, and and I just I really I really don't. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I don't know. Uh, other ones that I have had uh, during Jake Arietta's no hitter, uh, both of them I did the same thing throughout that I was doing. I would not do anything differently. So for the first one, the one at Dodger Stadium that I was there for, I had sunglasses on. The game was a 5 p.m. Sunday night baseball game, which means that by the end of the game, it was dark. I was watching that no-hitter with sunglasses on because I didn't want to take my sunglasses off because that <laughs> could have affected the no-hitter. It would have. It absolutely would have. You 100%. did the right thing, Michael. Yeah. So as soon as he, he struck out Chase Utley to, to finish off the no-hitter, I took off the sunglasses, balled my eyes out, and hugged this random dude that was sitting behind me. I love hugging random people. It's 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 a it's a great feeling when it happens impromptu and it's like so, you don't know how the hell it happened. Yeah, that happened to me with Liverpool twice. Uh, when when Liverpool came back against Barcelona a couple weeks ago, there was it was funny because there was this guy. I was at the pub, and there was this guy who was across the pub from me. And when Liverpool scored their third goal, they needed four, and they scored the third. I remember making eye contact with him. We both leapt out of our seats, crossed the room, and like just like like did one of those like jumping, spinning, like screaming hugs. And um, and I remember I I told my my Liverpool friends who weren't there when on the Champions League final day, I told them like I had this moment with this guy where it was just like random and like it was like the eye contact thing and it was big hug and it was all the I don't know who he is, I don't know his name, anything like that. So and when's then, the wedding? <laughs> well, the, that was the funny thing is on the Champions League final day, um, I'm standing in the pub waiting for the game to start, and the guy and and this guy walks up to me, and I turn and I see him, and he sees me, and it's like, "Hey, you're Barcelona guy," and I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I got to say, like, so how do you?" I, he remembered the moment. 
he remembered the moment too. Like he he came over to me and was like, I had to come say hi to you. And I was like, oh great, because I I wanted like my name's Alicia, and he told me his name, and I was like, I was like, I, I was telling him like I was just telling my friends that like the Barcelona game was crazy in here, and that I ended up like jumping around with this random dude, and he was like, I was just telling my friends the Barcelona game was crazy, and I was and I ended up jumping around with this random chick. So like it was just one of those funny things. And then when Liverpool won the Champions League. I literally gave every single person in the pub who was wearing red the biggest bear hug of my life. And it, everyone was bear hugging. Every, I don't know half of the people. Like, it was just bear hugs left and right. So that was fun. There you go. My last uh, superstition. I am a big proponent of turning games off. Ooh. If things are going bad. Changing the way that I'm I'm dealing with the game or or consuming the game. I'm watching on TV, I'll switch to radio. I'm listening on radio, I'll switch to TV. Oh, I like that. So the um I did this multiple times during the the Cubs run in 2016 to the World Series in game 3 against the Giants. Um the Cubs were down by 3 uh in the bottom of the ninth or sorry, the top of the ninth cuz it was in San Francisco. I had turned the game off because I was just upset about the game and everything. Chris Bryant hits a home run, three-run homer, ties the game to go into extra innings. It was great. I thought I willed it to be. Very next night, the Cubs are down several runs in the ninth inning. I did the same thing, and I was fuming because I didn't want to go to game five. I'm still, I'll take it to my grave today. The Giants win game five if the Cubs don't win game four. Um... I listened to the radio because I had turned the TV off. I had turned off all the lights off. I was in bed. I was fuming. And the Cubs scored run after run after run after run in the top of the, the top of the ninth to come back, ultimately get rid of the Giants and go on to win the World Series. And like I totally I, I buy that. I buy that as a you put the cosmic sort of order into place by switching over to radio. I used to have a mm-hmm. thing with the Clippers where if I didn't watch the game, they'd win. There were a few games where they were, it was around the time when they weren't very good, but they were like giant killers regularly. And so I would sort of see the score and turn the game on and then it would just go badly. So I stopped, like I stopped watching games because <laughs> I was like, the Clippers are better off if I don't tune in for this. Uh, but, like, with the teams that I really, really care about, I can't do that. Like, I have to watch every second of Liverpool, have to watch every second of USC. I can't I can't turn it off. All right, Alicia, that's going to wrap up the podcast. Thanks for everyone for contributing their superstitions and for allowing us to speak about our superstitions, the ones that we share with you guys, and the ones that are just our weird quirks ourselves, I guess. It was a fun one. Yeah, I loved it. Like like I mentioned in the beginning, I love sports psychology and the weird things that we as sports fans do for our sanity and for our insanity. I, I just I think it's I think it's wonderful. It's one of the great like random cultural things about being a sports fan that you can't really understand unless you're a sports fan. Yeah, for sure. Sports fans are weird, one hundred percent. But, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. Thanks for listening on Patreon. If you were listening to this on Patreon, you guys are awesome. And if you're not, now's the perfect time to sign up. You can get all of our bonus content for as little as five fifty-five a month at patreon.com slash reign of Troy. Um, you know where to hit us uh, on Twitter, reign of Troy. 
facebook.com slash reign of troy our email address is reign of troy at fansided.com and our phone number is 213-373-1872 alicia give us your final word the final word is juju as in you got to keep the good juju going like the smith schuster juju smith Here's an old drop from the from the past. The uh, I love it. Zombie, zombie juju. Zombie juju. Yeah. But all right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Till then. See ya. See ya. See ya. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.